0: And I think that that's one of the biggest challenges when it comes to this whole self-criticism, self-comparison, and one of the things that we oftentimes overlook. And so my number one thing that I really believe is keeping people from loving how they look is their gaps in perception.
1: You're looking at the one picture where they were posing and probably looked really good in that one picture, but, and it's again, probably touched up, probably edited a little bit, right? We don't know what people are doing. And then you're comparing it to yourself. How is that a fair comparison? But we do it all the time.
0: We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work,
1: and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyperconnected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability
0: and are obsessed with helping people like
1: you shift into
0: unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission.
1: Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Welcome to Evolve Ventures, the one place where people like you can dependably go to shift your consciousness to unlimited potential. I am your host, Bianca Thomas.
0: And I am your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back to another episode. And for those of you who are joining us for your first time, we're so excited to have you. Um, So we are diving into 115 episode 115, the number one thing keeping you from loving how you look. And so in this episode, we are going to share a little bit of personal experiences and Bianca and I's perspectives on this, the number one thing. So if you're someone out there who has struggled from really loving how you look, whether it be in the mirror or when you see yourself walking by you know, a storefront or whatever. I know that's not as popular nowadays. Um, or even if you are on Zoom and you're Ooh, looking back at yourself and saying, hey, I don't really love the way that I look here and, and noticing some self-critical tendencies coming up. Bianca and I are going to share our perspectives on what that number one thing is. And we want to help you Love a little bit more on that way that you look. So B, over to you, my love.
1: So if you heard the last episode that we did, it, it was it was pretty intense. I got really vulnerable in that episode. And mm. I was telling Amelia, I was like, I wanted to delete that. I wanted to re record it. I felt so insecure when we posted Same. that.
0: Same um,
1: <laughs> yeah, very much so. But I'm really glad that we did because I think, I think we're starting or we're getting into the conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the big conversation about bodies and body image and kind of where all of these beliefs about what our body supposed to look like, like where it came from and really challenging a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off by saying what I think the number one thing holding you back from loving your body is, and then I will get into why I believe this, but it's self-criticism and comparison. Mm -hmm. How many of us have seen someone walking by and their body is incredible They have the exact physique that you think that people should. If you're a girl, her hair is done really nice. Her body looks incredible. Her jeans fit her really well. And then you look at yourself and think, wow, I don't look like that. Mm. And instantly feel shame or instantly feel disappointment or instantly feel like I'm never going to look like that.
0: Mm.
1: It is so defeating. It is so disheartening. And a lot of these tendencies to look at other people, to compare, to think that someone else looks better than you, where did it come from? And mm. why do we think like that? Why do we assume that we're not enough because maybe someone else looks better, quote unquote? Mm. And what I've really come to learn and what I've really come to understand is this comes from the stories we tell ourselves and the stories that we heard growing up about the way we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Women are supposed to look like this. Men are supposed to look like this. Uh, For your size, you're supposed to look like this. Mm -hmm. And we start developing these stories. Well, I'm only good if I look like that. My hair is only nice if it looks like that. My Mm -hmm. arms, my chest, my legs, my badonkadonk, to use Amelia's favorite word. (laughs) It's only enough if it looks this way or that way. And so when you have a blueprint of an if-then statement of if I look like this, then I am good enough. Mm. If I do not look like this, then I am not good enough. That blueprint is always going to be running in your head and more often than not, you're probably not meeting it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's an unrealistic expectation that was built from the messages told to us from people who also had unrealistic expectations. Mm. Like I remember my mom, I love her to death, but her expectation for what a body, what a woman's body was supposed to look like. Very thin, larger chest, petite, uh, like picture the, not the Kardashians, who's a good example. Um, da- What's David Beckham's wife's name?
0: I don't know. You're, you're the wrong no. person to
1: ask. Uh, mm-hmm. David Beckham's wife, Vic- Victoria Beckham. There we go. I'm pretty sure that's my mom's like ideal body. Mm-hmm. I do not look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when my... When my frame of reference of what a body is supposed to look like is coming from that and I don't fit the mold and then I'm always comparing myself to people who look like that and I don't fit the mold, Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel terrible about myself. Mm -hmm. And I did for a really long time. Even now, as we talked about in that episode, that's why I brought this up. Mm -hmm. We're constantly making these comparisons to other people based on this belief of what we're supposed to quote unquote look like. But my question to all of you is who says, Mm -hmm. who says that's what you're supposed to look like. Who says that's what, what a a good body is supposed to look like. Who says what we have to be like. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of it's not just the messages too that we like hear, and I want to call that out too, because you know, and in, in some of my male clients have shared this with me as well. Of, it's not just what we hear, but it's it's very much of the meaning that we it, like. We're always trying to connect the dots. Our brains are always trying to connect the dots of like, okay, if and speaking from this one male client in particular, where if I see. In a movie, for example, if I see this guy that's my age get the girl because he's jacked, because he's strong, because he's he kind of was a jerk in the movie to everyone else, then then because that carrot is kind of dangled, then I must look like this guy. But what we don't realize and what the gaps in our perception as we grow up is that the actor in that movie that was playing a 14-year-old role is actually like 28. 30, right? And, and we don't understand that when we're watching these movies, when we're listening to these podcast episodes, when we're um, really digging into experiences that we have. And I think that that's one of the biggest challenges when it comes to this whole self-criticism, self-comparison. And one of the things that we oftentimes overlook, and so my number one thing that I really believe is keeping people from loving how they look is their gaps in perception. Mm-hmm. And to use that reference, when you do watch a movie, do you go into it thinking that and knowing that these stars, these leads, all these people who have been curated – meaning intentionally picked to provoke specific emotions out of you as the content viewer, right? do you go into that movie knowing there's going to be a really hot babe in there because sex appeal is such a huge thing in society, right? Sex sells. There's going to probably be a hunk that's in this this movie, and there's going to probably be like all the typical characters. And this person has spent their entire life – going down this avenue of acting and of building their body and has had months if not years to develop where they are in terms of physical appearances, do you know that going into consuming content and media? Like for example, if if people were even to listen to one podcast episode of what we're saying, someone might compare themselves to us and say, well, like the gap in perception might be in that self-comparison, not realizing we've done this 115 times. Pull hmm. us, right? And even when it comes to bodies, right? You see you see these chiseled triceps and these <laughs> shoulders, right? We've been at it for years, my friend. <laughs> and so when we go into this this, this automatic thought without checking our belief systems to your point B, that we should look like whatever the message that we're interpreting, whether it be a movie, a podcast, a YouTube or um, Instagram reel or short, whatever it is. There's a gap in our perception that I want hmm. our listeners to, t- to take a peek at and t- to instead fill that gap with whatever the media wants us to fill it with, which, by the way, is self-comparison, is to take that opportunity to really love who you are right here and now for what you've built. And if you're not building towards anything, then that's a totally different conversation that we can have. But in terms of actually loving how you look that love is not going to come if you let other people fill that gap for you. Mm. Right? And so one of the things that I wanted to bring into this conversation was how we each have this very core wound to what you had talked about Bianca of like when we grow up we believe that we should look like x y or z that reference point. Right? It often it's it's ingrained into us by the movies that we see by our caregivers and everything. And to be honest, mental health and understanding this gap isn't really a conscious thing that that a lot of parents were super proactive at saying, hey, by the way, this is when you watch this movie, little child of mine, this person is actually double the age that they're playing in the film. So when you when your mirror neurons start going off, just let, like, wanted to let you know that, right? We're getting better at conscious parenting, I think, in general and putting disclosures out there and getting really inclusive in terms of what body image is.
1: Hmm. But like,
0: let's recognize that we have generations of not putting in those disclosures, of allowing that gap in our perception to prevent loving how we look. Instead, if it's comparing to these people that are on stages that we give them, instead of giving Mm. ourselves the stage for where we're at
1: and i think a really big part of this too is the social media component and now i'm not going to sit here and say oh social media is the devil like no our entire business (laughs) is on social media like i'm I'm very grateful for it we're able to impact and talk to so many people because of it Mm -hmm. but there are so many toxic components of it and one of the biggest ones is instagram i'll use instagram in particular Instagram is a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So if you're, okay, I'll use Hattie Boydell as an example because I always talk about her. Mm -hmm. If I take my body right now and I just stand in a mirror and look at my body and then I go to her Instagram and compare myself to a picture of her that was probably touched up a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's Instagram and it's a lot of professional shots. Mm -hmm. where she spent 15 years learning how to pose in the very particular angle to make sure her body looks a certain way, which she talks about very openly. Mm -hmm. So if I took me standing in front of a mirror just like buck naked right there Mm -hmm. and then compare it to her, of course I'm going to feel terrible. Mm -hmm. Of course I'm going to not feel good about myself. Or using other people as an example. If you're looking at someone's body on Instagram and you're comparing it to your own or you're comparing their life in general, you're looking at the highlight reel. You're looking at the one picture where they were posing and probably looked really good in that one picture. But and it's again, probably touched up, probably edited a little bit, Mm. right? We don't know what people are doing. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're comparing it to yourself. How is that a fair comparison? Mm. But we do it all the time. That person probably took a hundred pictures to get that one good one that they put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like you see those memes on on um on the stories where it's like someone's on the floor trying to get like the right angle for the person who's like in the picture, and it's like oh, when yeah. you have that friend, it's like, yeah. We see all of that. We see the memes about it. We all consciously understand that it's a highlight reel, mm-hmm. but we're still letting it seep into us. We're still letting the way that other people look on their social media or on the media or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: impact the way that we feel about us. We're we're like corrupting the blueprint. When your blueprint is, I need to look like Chloe uh, Kardashian, who's spent thousands and thousands of dollars getting plastic surgery done, and thousands of dollars on trainers and whatever else, how is that a fair comparison? Mm.
0: I think we're giving, very much a lot of us in-, in- I'm not calling anyone out in particular, but I do want to call out the part of us that we do have inside that is giving that permission, giving away like our own self-esteem to other people. So like what I mean by Mm -hmm. that is like before you consume content of other people, especially when it comes to online, you don't check that belief system and you don't check that gap in your awareness of what they've done to be able to get to where they are, whether it be a Photoshop and something not as necessarily you know, celebrated or whether it be hundreds of days doing the reps that they have. Like before you go into a, even just like a, a party or before you go into your social media feed, do you say, okay, do you like prep yourself and talk to yourself and say like, okay, There's going to be a gap here where I'm going to immediately compare myself to anyone that remotely resembles what I consider my identity, whether I be a fitness person, whether a female, whether I identify as a male, like my brain is automatically going to say, how can we compare, right? And do you check that before? Are you giving that permission away just by mindlessly opening yourself up to content and Mm. saying, okay, this is actually, this is what I need. And not checking how your brain is automatically responding to that or reacting to that. So I want to challenge our listeners. And I think this is the last thing I'll say on this. um, Challenging our listeners prior to consuming any sort of content, even my own content, even our content, because I want to help people fill this gap in their awareness of what the reality is versus what the perception is fill the gap in perception with something that you want to put it in that actually is a loving affirmation prior to getting into the ring, prior to scrolling on Mm. social media, prior to entering into a party and knowing that everyone's path looks very different and their cultural upbringing of what they believe they should be looking like, right? You only have the bones that you were born with. And I remember even watching a show one time where there was this this male who was removing his rib cage, like different ribs. He would like walk away with a jar of his ribs after a procedure because he wanted to have an even thinner waist. It was like, oh my God, I didn't know things have gotten that bad in this world. And I consider that as bad as because I hold the belief that if you have to literally remove a rib to feel good about yourself – then there's definitely a gap in perception that you're giving everyone else the ability to fill rather than seeing that as an opportunity to fill yourself with self-love. So I challenge our listeners to really fill that gap prior to going into any sort of consumption mode. Fill that with self-love of where you're at and check Mm -hmm. that belief of what you grew up with.
1: Well said. I think mm-hmm. the thing the last thing that I would say is, and this is literally me saying this to me too, right? So like, hey, me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Give yourself the permission to love where you are right now, even though it might not be where you want it to be. Mm. I'm I'm learning this from Amelia. I'm learning this from Experience. A lot of people on social media who are putting a lot of really positive messages out there who really are promoting the, your body doesn't have to be perfectly tight and chiseled and whatever to be beautiful. You know, there's so many positive messages out there. There's so many positive people that you can follow to get a better perspective on this rather than unfortunately what a lot of our parents were conditioned growing up into, which is there's one perfect figure for a guy and there's one perfect figure for a girl. And if you're not that, you're not good enough. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So give yourself the permission to love where you are right now. And the second thing that I would say to wrap this up is to Amelia's point, really check your blueprint. Mm. Where is your belief about what a body is supposed to look like coming from? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because I guarantee it's not actually what you believe it's what you believe you're supposed to be yeah and that dissonance between where you actually want to be and where you think you're supposed to be is probably really really big
0: Mm. shout out to that shout out (laughs) to all of those courageous souls that are willing to check that belief because again Mm. we we adopt beliefs um as much as we can our brain just goes to that and especially while we're going growing up we don't necessarily check them before we adopt them and make our own beliefs right so air quotes for those of you who aren't watching this on youtube um all right episode suggestion b what's your episode suggestion and final takeaway
1: episode suggestion this is an oldie number mm-hmm. 21 how to take back control of your own body Ooh, me likey And final takeaway is those last two points that I said. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the permission to love yourself where you are because of your imperfections. Mm -hmm. And number two, check your blueprint. Mm -hmm.
0: Beautiful. I have 105. What is culture and how has it shaped you? Ironically, we're talking about not just shape, but the mental shape that you're in um and <laughs> i get it see what i did there but to that extent um when you realize what what is keeping you from loving how you look now your awareness is raised and my final takeaway to this is once your awareness is raised just like everything else you have a responsibility you have a duty to yourself otherwise this will just get passed into the next generation and we know what that has done for so many people i mean eating disorders um you know, negative self-esteem, suicide rates have even gone significantly up because of this whole self-comparison and self-criticism. Mental health has never been more in the buckets than it has been as a result of um, the comparison model. And social media has a lot to do with that, right? So um, now that you have a higher awareness of maybe what is keeping you from loving how you look, you have a, a responsibility not only just to you, but to those who look up to you. So I challenge our listeners to to check those beliefs to what Bianca had said, the blueprint, and to act differently prior to consuming.
1: Hmm. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being here. We hope this was helpful and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye, hey everyone. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. Click in the link
1: for Out of the Mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG Lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.